my invitation to you right now is to find ease in your body, if that's possible. So if you're finding a lot of rigidity or over-efforting, just allowing yourself in this afternoon, hour, feeling the warmth, maybe the slight sleepiness or laziness. Maybe I'm speaking for myself right now. (laughs) But just being gentle and tender with however your body is right now. Even if that means moving to a chair. In this uh, hour that we reserve for the heart practices, I know you've been practicing metta. And I want to confess that this period of the day was usually when I skipped. I would typically not come to the metta practice. I thought it was corny and flowery. And um, it didn't feel like it was a real practice to me. I felt like the hard stuff was the breath and the body and the mind. And this felt sort of like a prayer, and an unanswerable prayer. And it also did almost the opposite for me. It didn't create care and kindness and love. It actually created a lot of fear in my body. And, you know, I'm really, really have a lot of mudita for those of you that do metta easily. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But I also want to speak to maybe those in here that are having a harder time with it, where it's not so easy, um, as it wasn't for me. And, uh, you know, I stayed away from it for many, many, many years because every time I tried to come into contact with it, uh, my heart rejected it. My mind rejected it. And that was okay. You know, I was fine. I was, mindfulness was working. The practice was working. But then Noah, who was my teacher at the time, he's not anymore, but, you know. <laughs> um, he then assigned me three months of metta every day. And I was in his teacher training, so I couldn't really turn him down. I had to accept the, the challenge, and I started practicing metta. Or I tried to, anyway. And the painful resistance um, wouldn't really allow me to, because I felt very undeserving. I didn't feel like I believed that I deserved the love or the kindness or the care that this practice was offering. And I did not believe that when I was sharing it for others, that there was any truth in that. May I be safe and free from harm? Like that didn't exist in my world. So all the ways that I had harmed myself, all of the atrocities that I had seen, all the ways that I had abused my body and my heart and my mind, wouldn't really allow me 
the way that I knew the world viewed my skin color and how I felt ugly because of it. Many ways that I would not allow myself to know or feel love for myself. So since I was in this study course, I figured, you know, I better figure, find out what this metta stuff is. So I picked up the Vasudhi Maga and I read the benefits of metta. So there are 11 benefits of metta. The first was, you fall asleep easier. And I went, hmm, I actually have insomnia, so that might be a good idea. And then the second is, you'll have sweet dreams. Again, I had a lot of violent and uncomfortable dreams, so I was like, okay. You will wake easily. The animals will love you. (laughs) People will love you. You will have a clear complexion. (laughs) Your concentration will be good. You will be protected from harm. I can't even read the word I wrote. By devas. That's a good one. Yeah. Fire, poison, nor weapons can touch you. You will die peacefully. And you will head for the Brahman worlds after death. So I thought that was a good list. (laughs) I thought, what a shoot, what do I know? I'll try it. I'll try it. But the thing that was missing and that was blocking me from being able to actually do it was I hadn't forgiven myself. I hadn't forgiven myself for all the harm that I'd caused myself. And I hadn't forgiven myself for all the harm that I'd caused others. And when I realized that, instead of the metta practice, I took on the forgiveness practice. And that's what I want to share with you. Now, oftentimes, um, forgiveness can sound like or feel like passing over or forgetting what's happened. So I want to I want to just give you a few points before we actually start practicing of what forgiveness is not and what it is that I found very helpful. So what forgiveness does not do is condone what happened in the past. It's not a forgive and forget practice. There's resolve involved. It is definitely a practice of easing our own hearts and minds from the weight, from what we carry, from the burden of not forgiving. But it's not condoning past actions. And how I lived with that was, okay, it was very painful to come into contact with my past actions, but what I knew I could do was change my future action. And that was the only way that I could actually forgive myself, was by making the effort and the intention to work towards not causing harm to myself any further. (coughs) 
It also doesn't mean that you need to, and I, and I know that for myself on retreat practice, I will do a forgiveness practice for somebody else, and then I have this instant need to want to go talk to them or tell them or write them a note or I kind of want to make it all right. So what it also doesn't mean is that you don't have to take any action on this forgiveness. Sometimes when people have caused us harm, it's okay to let it stay in the past, and we don't need to move forward in a relationship with them. We can really let it settle, again, like I said, in our own hearts and minds. Knowing that this is a grieving process in many ways, coming into contact with things maybe that we wish we hadn't done, right? Because that's what so much of forgiveness is, is I wish that hadn't happened. I wish they hadn't done that to me, or I wish I hadn't done that to them. And the power that that replay has over us, that if only I hadn't, or if only they hadn't, So recognizing that this may not be sentimental or quick or an easy thing to just have a day of practice and let go of, but it's a process. It's time. It's grieving. It's letting go. And I know that I was very beholden to a lot of my grudges. You know, part of, some of my grudges were my personality. It made me be able to wear Doc Martens and, you know... <laughs> certain clothes and have a mohawk and dye my hair and hate people because they hurt me. So when our pain from past harms become part of our identity, it can be very hard to let go of. So just in this, allowing yourself to start slowly, to move slowly, to know it's not immediate, and keep coming back, keep trying. And then finally, just, I've sort of stated, but this practice is for you and nobody else. Right now, and especially for the purposes of being on retreat and in this, these next many days, instead of needing to jump out to forgive somebody else or to ask for forgiveness, really allow yourself to sit with and close to and near. First, the understanding. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes if they aren't already and if that is something that's comfortable for you. And I'm going to do something really radical, but if you feel like lying down, you may. (laughs) Your feet can even point in the direction of the teachers. (laughs) We will forgive you. Settling into this body, this beautiful body. 
And there are three stages in this practice. There are many ways to practice this, of course, but what I will introduce are three different phases. The one is asking for forgiveness from others, so for the harm that you may have caused to them. The other is asking ourselves for forgiveness for how we have harmed ourselves. And the last is forgiveness of others for how they have harmed us. And please do this as you see fit, using your wisdom. If something doesn't feel right, just taking a break. And there are phrases that I learned from some of my teachers that I'm going to share. just acknowledging that there are many ways that I have hurt and harmed others. There are ways that I have betrayed others or abandoned them. That I have very possibly caused others suffering knowingly or unknowingly. Oftentimes out of my own pain, my own fear, my own confusion, my own conditioning, Maybe you can even visualize somebody that you have caused harm to. Again, knowingly or unknowingly. And allow yourself as you see fit to feel the pain of that. The pain of your own fear and confusion that propelled the act of harm. Allowing yourself to really feel any sorrow or regret. Holding ourselves. And just imagining holding the possibility that you can finally release this burden and ask for forgiveness. I have held this for so long. And maybe I can possibly let go. Maybe I can put it down.
And if there is somebody or somebodies that you can see clearly, a situation, a memory, just from this heart-mind, even asking for forgiveness, please forgive me. I was in fear. I was confused. I abandoned you. Please forgive me. May I be forgiven. I ask for your forgiveness. And then shifting the picture. And here, shifting our forgiveness to ourselves for the ways that we may have caused our own selves harm. Even here on this retreat, the voices of judgment and self-hatred. The ways that we have been conditioned maybe by parents or society or culture to not feel worthy and how we believe it and speak to ourselves in those ways. All those ways that we have hurt or harmed ourselves. I have betrayed and abandoned myself so many times, so many times through thought and word and deed, knowingly or unknowingly. I'm just allowing yourself now to feel the preciousness of this body this life, 
maybe even remembering in certain circumstances that you wish you hadn't done. I wish I hadn't treated myself that way. I wish I wouldn't have let that happen to myself. And maybe, just possibly, allowing this heart-mind to have some ease and freedom. I forgive myself. For the ways that I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear or pain or confusion. I forgive myself. And if the words don't make sense, just seeing if the heart space can even give just a little bit some ease. You don't have to hold it anymore. You don't owe this burden anything. I forgive myself. And now, shifting again, always holding ourselves through this. Knowing that you can ease up or pull out whenever you see fit. Trusting that wisdom. And moving into the idea, the possibility of forgiveness for those who have harmed you. Again, maybe the many conversations you've had in your head on this retreat, or the replays from childhood through now, how you have been harmed. It did happen, it is true, and it is a burden. 
knowing that there have been many ways that I've been harmed, that you have been harmed by others, abused, abandoned, betrayed, violated, not seen, neglected. by others knowingly or unknowingly out of their own pain and fear and conditioning and confusion. Maybe seeing and imagining images probably ones that you see often. And just recognizing the sorrow that you've carried for so long. So long. And the possibility of releasing this burden. Maybe, just maybe, this can be lifted. To the extent that I am ready, I offer, you offer them forgiveness. To the extent that you are ready, offering these others forgiveness. I forgive you. Because this releases my heart and my burden. I forgive you. I see that you too are in pain. I forgive you. holding ourselves very tenderly here and also forgiving ourselves for any ways that this practice doesn't feel right right now. That's okay. For not feeling it right now, it's okay. working in this pool of forgiveness. For others, for ourselves.
swimming where we're ready, where it feels right. If this is a practice that's resonating with you, please carry it into your walking period, allowing it to unfold as it may or may not. And knowing that you have metta to call upon compassion to call upon. Holding these practices so that we may not only alleviate our own suffering, but the suffering of all beings. 